This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Hey, it's Steve Sparky, 5 at 1250 AM, the fan, along with our guy, Ryan Horvath uh, from BetMGM tonight. Catch that weeknights, of course, part of the BetQL radio network. Another curd and long podcast for you. Again, our thanks to Ryan Wood, uh, Packers beat writer from the Green Bay Press-Gazette. If you missed that, he was on the uh, last episode, or the second episode this week. Go back and listen to that. Ryan Wood, always very good. Uh, and had a lot of fun having Ryan Wood on from the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Uh, Brian Gutenkunst uh, talked earlier today, Friday, as we record this, uh, and we will get into some of the things that he said on this podcast. But before we do that, I- I'm sorry, there's nowhere for me to talk about Badgers other than the interviews I do uh, on 1250amthefan.com, uh, which, again, I urge all of you to go check out the interviews. Just interviewed Clint Cosgrove, who is a national recruiting analyst for Rivals on Yahoo Sports uh, earlier this week, talking about the, the Badgers transfer class. So remember, we had talked about C.J. Williams, that hot shot wide receiver out of U.S see coming uh, they got him uh, yeah. he committed so now they have a true number one i think so that's huge but then today friday luke fickle tweets out this thing that says wisconsin blitz did you see this horvat you know i'd rather head chopped off okay so yeah so he tweets out a thing that says wisconsin blitz and right away i'm on my phone i'm texting jay kokorowski at the state journal i'm like what's this all about he's like oh i'm gonna have a story just just it's, it's pretty cool. Just hang in there. He goes, last coach staff didn't do this. I'm like, well, obviously they didn't do much of anything. I'm like, okay, fine. So I'm waiting. Do you know what they're doing today, Horvath? All weekend? What? They, they have – I've never, ever, ever seen the Badgers spend money. They went out and bought a bunch of billboards that say hometown Badgers on it. Say that um, and it is unbelievable right there. And they have them up all over – uh, Wisconsin says homegrown Badgers. Uh, and then you've got uh, a bunch of different players like Braylon Allen is on it uh, and so forth. And they, they're in Eau Claire, Fox Valley, Lacrosse, Milwaukee, and Sheboygan. Uh, oh, yeah. And this Badger Blitz thing means all these Badger coaches are out all over Wisconsin and the high schools this weekend recruiting. Okay, that's pretty cool. But then I saw some of these coaches tweeting out pictures and it said Chicago Blitz behind them. I'm like, well, what is this? Sure enough, they have billboards up all over Chicago this weekend that has says Chicago with an arrow to Madison with the same group of dudes that says Badger Pipeline uh, yeah. on it. If you're Brad Bielema, this is not exactly how you want to go into the weekend on a Friday. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, this is not what you want to see, Ryan. 
No. And this is, this is what I'm talking about though. I mean, it's about time, man. Like it's about time. And, uh, it would, it would be great if Wisconsin became like the new dark empire, like Ohio state has been. And that's what it comes down to though, man, is recruiting in the Chicagoland area. The Chicago pipeline is that's, that's where you should be. Uh, I mean, obviously going into, and I mean, Illinois is always, that's always been the knock on them, especially with their basketball program. Really right. since Bill Self has left, man. Remember they had Derek Rose and Eric Gordon, and then yep. they both decommitted. They can't keep Chicago kids in Chicago. And people are going to want to go play for Luke Fickle, especially now with an exciting offense. I mean, the problem recruiting quarterbacks, recruiting wide receivers, skill position players, other than offensive linemen and running backs, where nobody wanted to play in that 1994 Ron Dana offense anymore man and so it's gonna get exciting and uh i still can't believe that they ended up with cj williams i figured when he was going to pay a visit to notre dame to play with sam hartman that marcus freeman was gonna keep him there but this did just you, shows. did it's you see whole- the story about that did you see the story about that oh, yeah oh yeah he never went back yeah he told his dad he's like hey if i know where i want to go I've already seen the Notre Dame campus yeah. when they recruited him the first time. Right. I know so what it looks like. I don't. I know where I want to go. I don't want to go back. So he never made the return visit to Notre Dame to give Hartman and Freeman the chance because everybody thought Clint Cosgrove was telling me in the interview, yeah, he's in Notre Dame here uh, coming up uh, the next couple of days. So it's Notre Dame in Wisconsin. It was never Notre Dame. He never yeah. gave him an opportunity to get back at him. Yeah, so that's a huge get right there, though. I mean, I can't wait to see what this passing offense looks like year oh, one. Man. Can't wait, can't wait, can't wait. Now, the other thing we have to wait for now is Aaron Rodgers uh, and what the hell he's going to do because here we go again. This is what I learned in Brian Gunnikun's press conference today. And I urge everybody to to go to Packers Twitter and watch the the video. It's like a half hour, so you need some time. Uh, But that whole, what, 75% of that press conference was centered around Rodgers and Jordan Love. That was pretty much the whole press conference. And I give these guys credit. Like, they weren't going to let Goody out of it, and I only ask one Rodgers question. They yeah. were going to circle the wagons, and they were going to go at him and see if they could get him to say something. They asked him, hey, man, did you uh, tell Rodgers, you know, that maybe you didn't want him back or what that all about? No. And as he pointed out, and rightfully so, at the bye week, he said, guys, I just gave him a big contract. Why would I want to get rid of him after one year, after I just committed all of that money? Like, of course I want him back, right? Mm-hmm. But Rodgers, being Rodgers, being the attention whore that he is, has to keep leaving. Is, I forget, was it Willie? Somebody said leaving these breadcrumbs all over the place, making it sound like maybe the Packers didn't want him. And Rangoon just sat up there and said, yeah, of course I want him. But he's got to go through his, quote, process uh, after the season and figure out, you know, if he wants to come back or not, and we're going to give him a lot of space. They go to Bakhtiari, there's quotes from him saying, oh, I'm just going to give him space. I'm not going to, you know, make his decision for him. He's got to do – all these dudes are all saying, we're just going to stay away from Rodgers uh, and let him figure this thing out. I really don't know what goes through that man's brain sometimes. Like, I, I, I don't. Like, the great ones – like Michael Jordan, everybody that was against him, he embarrassed at his Hall of Fame press conference, brought them to the press conference, to the speech, and then embarrassed every one of them. I mean, if there's not a bigger troll job in the world than what Jordan did on that deal. And he never let any of that stuff go. In 12, I feel like kind of just put stuff into his brain to keep him motivated and working and going that isn't real, like fictional crap. And it's not good for anybody but after watching that press conference, if Rodgers is telling the truth that, hey, you know, they got to want me back, everything Goody has said, 
the last press conference and this press conference says they want him back. They went as far as to ask him, who gives you the better chance to win, Rodgers or Love? Of course. He goes, how many MVPs does he do have? Of course it's Rodgers. That's it. Jordan Love can't be very good, but he hasn't gone through a season of starting 16 or 17 games or whatever the case may be. Like, yeah. Aaron Rodgers gives us the best chance to win, period. He didn't back down. He had Rodgers back that whole press conference uh, and didn't – waver any which way at all if rogers watches that press conference and says i don't know if he wants me then you're just making crap up then you're just making crap up because it was clear as day that he wants him more about and i've grown tired of this whole thing yeah he came right out obviously said yeah we want him back and i mean again they committed to him for multiple seasons so i don't even know why this was in question going into the offseason if he signed that deal he should have at least been committed for 2 years right because that's what that contract set up for is right. at least 2 years and especially because when you go into the summer and then you end up trading away Devonte adams you knew it was going to be a little bit of a rebuild you still probably should have been a playoff team at least an 11 12 win team but clearly it was going to take the offense some time to gel because you were relying on two rookies sammy watkins at his age not being able to stay healthy ever coming in trying to learn a Matt LaFleur offense. Alan Lazard was your number one wide receiver. Him and Cobb were the only guys that really knew the offense. And then Robert Tunyon, who's coming off a torn ACL and just isn't very explosive right now. They clearly need another tight end. Uh, Ryan Wood made a great point. Check out that podcast that we just did with him that they've been trying to get Darren Waller for the last two years. Yep. Here's my thing. Why the hell would you make a deal trading away Devontae Adams only for draft picks that did not include Darren Waller? Here's the other thing that my issue was, man. Like, I get wanting to do right by your player. If you're using the franchise tag on Devontae, either he's coming to play for your football team or he's not playing football that season. That's what I would have said. And if you are trading him, you're getting somebody back in return, another skill position player. Because Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs are great rookies. They're really good. I think they're going to be really good players in year two, year three. That's when guys make that leap. But no rookie just steps in. I mean, I guess in today's NFL a little bit, you see guys like Justin Jefferson, but not second-round picks, not guys that the Packers draft. Jordy Nelson wasn't anything his rookie year. Cobb was really just a return specialist and a gadget guy. But those guys, in fairness to them, were never thrown into the fire and said, you have to produce now. They had guys in front of them that they could take their time with. These dudes got thrown into the fire immediately. Well, because they would treat the wide receiver position kind of like how they treat offensive linemen right now, like they did with Balaga and sitting in those guys where Greg Jennings, once he was, what, 28, 29 years old, and he wanted to be one of the higher paid wide receivers in the league. They said, well, we're not going to do that because now we've developed Jordy Nelson and we've developed Randall Cobb. And they would give out deals. Don't get me wrong. Jordy got a deal. Guys would get deals. Um, but that was just kind of what that's always been the way that they've done things. But you need that veteran wide receiver. And Goot talked about that even for next year. And these guys are going to be in their second year that's the other thing that he brought up yep. but with Rodgers here's the thing I completely agree we know he's coming back we know he's not retiring so and obviously they're committed to him is he committed to them because you listen to the post-game pressers after the Detroit game LaFleur is doing the LaFleur thing he's almost in tears he's defending Aaron Rodgers like he always does even though Rodgers was terrible in the second half of that game pretty much all game then Rodgers goes to the podium and pretty much craps all over LaFleur's play calls on that on that final drive yep you know what I mean? Three, those last three play calls, he said, were painful. I the believe it was like, the like, this guy's one of the best to ever do it. Yeah, we want him back. He's yep. my quarterback. Gudikins comes right out and says the same thing. So, like you said, I know Rodgers loves to motivate himself, but this – you just say, hey, I'm coming back because I know free agency. I know technically they can't do anything here for a little bit and they're working on their draft right now, but you got to get a plan in place. And free agents – 
are they going to want to come to Green Bay regardless? Are they going to want to come to Green Bay? And if they are going to want to come to Green Bay, it's going to be most likely to play with Aaron Rodgers, not Jordan Love. So if you're going to go get a veteran wide receiver or trade for a Brandon Cooks, like this is the thing. you got to get your plan in place right now. Also, Rodgers and these kids need to work out. If he's not going to show up at OTAs, they need to do something this summer for a couple weeks. I know he works out with players. Him and Bakhtiari do stuff, so these receivers need to be there. So he needs to cut the crap. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, I give it like three weeks. I, that's, if I'm good at Kent, I give him, I give him, that was a painful way to end the season. He was injured this year. It was a crappy year. You're not even going to the playoffs and a terrible NFC. I'd give him two to three weeks and say, we need a decision here, man. Yeah. Last year it was March 8th or something stupid like that. I mean, he took yeah. over two months to figure this thing out. Well, they went farther, so that's not fair. So it, it, it took them a month after the season ended about that in order to figure this out. But now you're not even in the playoffs. So a month now would be beginning of February. They should know something here. Uh, and and let's move at this point. Let me ask you this, because I was thinking about this. So I read one piece uh, earlier today, Jalen Ramsey talking about how that might have been his last game with the Rams because of how much money he's owed. I think he's like 14 or $17 million uh, next year that, you know, odds are that he you know, people think he may get traded to a team. DeAndre Hopkins, we have that deal. He's got two years left on his deal. There's talk that they may trade DeAndre Hopkins. If you're the Packers, if you're Brian Kudekunst, which would you prefer? DeAndre Hopkins, just because Jalen Ramsey, if you look at the numbers, hasn't really been Jalen Ramsey since the Jacksonville Super Bowl run. I mean, he had a pretty good year with the Rams last year. I mean, just in coverage, he's just not what he used to be. He's still a good player. He's just not a great player. And for that price, I don't think you could pay Jalen Ramsey and Jair. And Stokes is coming back. And I still think Stokes could be all right. I know it was a second-year sophomore slump, but he was pretty damn good his rookie year when he had to be, when Jair wasn't on the field. So I would just expect him to bounce back, maybe draft another defensive back. I don't want to pay Ramsey that money, but I would pay that money to D-Hop because I still think he's one of the better receivers in the league. Got himself in some trouble, obviously. Was suspended for the first half of the season. So uh, I think he kind of like goes under the radar right now. But when he's out there – Look how look how bad that offense is with him out off the field. Oh, I yeah. want to say Tyler's completion percentage drops like fifteen points or something crazy like that. You saw what that offense looked like without him. Yep, I would do that because then you have him, you have Christian Watson, you have Romeo Dobbs. Then you give Aaron Rodgers a fair shot. Then you can't complain about the red zone offense because you could draft your tight end, yep. even if it's not like a Michael Mayer in the first round who might be available for the Packers. He should be available. Yeah. You know? 
Yep. And then even if you get one of these guys in the second round, anybody from Georgia, any of their tight ends are fine with me. I'm kidding. I mean, Bowers ain't going to be there. But uh, you get your tight end, you get D-hop, and then you have these these rookie or second-year wide receivers. That offense isn't going to struggle in the red zone. And then the defense, I mean, you just – all these guys, what do you do with the defense? You know what I mean? Like you can't just – redraft you can't take six seven defensive players again you're probably not going to be able to sign any like key pass rusher you need safety help obviously i just i feel like they are going to have to do it in the draft i don't know they just they have all those first round picks that they're committed to right now i don't think they could just completely blow it up so that's that's the thing you know joe barry's already coming back matt lafleur's pretty much says, let's talk oh, about let, let's talk about joe barry for a second they just, need, they just need to be better i guess on the defensive side of the ball but that's how you fix the offense you trade for d hop i don't know if financially they could make all that work though right yeah they're gonna have to restructure and move on from guys and whatever the case may be but yeah. this is the thing so let's talk about joe barry I, I think something was crystal clear to me and i don't know if the reporters there picked up on it if you Watching on Twitter, uh, all of you Packer fans listening to this podcast picked up on it. I don't believe that dude wants Joe Barry back in any way, shape, or form. I don't think Brian Gudenkins has any interest in bringing Joe Barry back. But later in the press conference, because I think those guys were picking up on the fact that he was not into this defense and the fiasco that that was. He said multiple times that, hey, man, we were really good in the first half of games early on, and then we couldn't make the adjustment in the second half. Well, that's coaching, folks. I mean, that's that's what that is, and he knows it. So then later in the press conference, I give credit to the reporters. You guys always like to rag on the Packer beat guys. They were on their game. They they came back and they said, hey, man, so if this is the case, like who who is it on? Like is it on the coaches? Is it on the players? Like what what is the deal here? And he's, oh, you know, it's kind of both, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so they let him ride, fine. They come back later. Okay, Brian, answer me this. Who makes the call on the coaching staff? Like, do you have input on the coaching staff? Is it you and Matt LaFleur you sit down? And then Brian Gunnikin said, it's all up to Matt. Yep. I support him in whatever he wants to do. And I'm telling you, I – I could, but guarantee you, if it was up to Brian Gutenkunst, there's no chance Joe Barry has a job. No chance. But because he is hands off and say, Matt, it's up to you. You want to keep your guys? You want to ride and die with them? Ride and die with them. Your call. And he's not forcing his hand, so he's going to let him roll with Joe Barry again. But you watch that press conference. Watch it three, four times if you want. And you tell me where he gave any type of props to Joe Barry at all during most of that press conference. He did not, folks. He did not. So this is on Matt LaFleur's head if this thing blows up again next year. And he's going I to give, – I give Goody credit because yeah. most general managers meddle and tell guys what they want them to do and so forth and are in their grill all the time forcing things on them that maybe they don't want to do. If he's being truthful and saying this is all on the floor and letting him do what he wants, then so be it. But if this doesn't work again with Joe Barry, will it cost LaFleur his job? I don't know. Yeah, and that's a terrible look for the general manager for Goot because LaFleur is Goot's guy, so he's attached. And if if, if Gutekinds is the no, general manager. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Remember – we, we have different order here. Goody reports to Murphy. LaFleur reports to Murphy. Murphy was the one that was interviewing all these guys to be head coach. Goody was sitting in a chair somewhere in the corner watching all of it and would get a question or two. But Murphy made that call. Right. Well, any any other 
Well, if it's a big market, then Goody's got some pressure on him, especially with that Jordan Love pick. But he doesn't hear He's nope. probably fine. His job's fine. But yep. I feel like what he was saying right there, and I, I did like that move because I feel like it's putting the pressure a little bit on LaFleur. Not that LaFleur is on the hot seat. He's won 13 games, three consecutive seasons other than this year, which ended up being a disaster. But uh, the pressure's on him, right? Like you're handpicking your staff. You guys got to be much better. You could tell he wasn't pleased with the defensive side of the ball, especially because those are all his babies. Those are all his draft picks or his free agent signings that he spent money on. He's the one that decided to let Zadarius walk, and rightfully so, by the way. Uh, the other thing that I thought was weird, and, and, and I'm with you, he doesn't seem like he's committed to Joe Barry, but LaFleur does. And what pisses me off about that, I never root for anybody to lose their job, and I know Joe Barry was much better the second half of the season, but look at the quarterbacks he faced, Baker Mayfield. and Doesn't matter. They made adjustments. They made schematic adjustments that you can look at and go, he did something different, and it worked. They did, but like, there's a lot of names out there that I would rather have than Joe Barry. I would rather have a former head coach like Mike Zimmer, who I know he's a crab ass, but – you get somebody fiery like that in that locker room with those guys, no nonsense. The thing about that defense, they have all the talent in the world. At the end of the day, this this is on coaching. Quay and, and then uh, Wyatt, like like the immature mistakes, I get that they're kids out there, but that's that lack of discipline, that's on coaching. And those are Joe Barry's guys. Mike Zimmer, like some of these old school guys, uh, they're not going to put up with that crap. No. You, know, you know what I'm saying? So I know that the scheme changed the last five weeks, but it wasn't good enough to beat the Detroit Lions. And if it's not good enough to beat the Detroit Lions, it sure as hell isn't going to be good enough to beat the San Francisco 49ers. Goody pointed out in that press conference that the Detroit Lions played well enough, or the Packers defense played well enough to win that game. I mean, they did. They play, played well enough to win that game. The other thing he said was about why the defense didn't show up this year. Could be different things it could be injuries but he also said it could be stuff going on in their personal lives yeah yeah so you have distractions at home or whatever that affects your play on the field no we're not going yeah yeah he 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 went there with that yeah i heard him say that yeah that's everybody on that defense is an average age of 25 years old what the hell could possibly be going and going on jair kenny clark those guys are making way too much money for problems to be going on at home and i see them in the locker room they're always joking around jair's wearing that big ass hat kenny clark's always you know jocking around with dean lowry who makes way too much money dean lowry dean you tell me dean lowry makes 1.7 a year that's way too much money for dean lowry this is the thing goody did point out that on the defensive side of the ball either they figured out and they play better or they're not going to have their position anymore I mean, he did pretty much issue that challenge of if you don't play better, then you're not going to have your position pretty much and we're going to move on. And I give credit, I don't remember who asked it, about what about the idea of in a contract year, you play out of your mind, and then after the contract year, you revert back to who you were. And obviously, without pointing out Don, Devondre Campbell and Rasul Douglas, that was pretty much what they were saying of you paid these dudes all this money, and now they look more like the guys they were prior to this contract. And that, that's something. And Goody kind of just smiled and said, yeah, you see that in sports from time to time where, yeah, you they play better sometimes in a contract year. A lot of guys play the same every year regardless, but you do have those instances, sure. I can't knock Goody for bringing back Campbell, who missed like three tackles all of last so season. All pro. So I'm not, and and I'm actually still fine with Campbell. He was banged up this season. You knew there was going to be some regression. He's not Brian Urlacher. The season that he had last year, he's not Luke Keekley. So I'm fine with that. Rasul is Rasul. Rasul's going to make some plays. 
He's going to give you some takeaways. He's going to make some boneheaded decisions. He's not going to, he's not the reason you're going to lose football games. I mean, I think he's an upgrade over Kevin King. I mean, there were times this year where I thought the defense could have used Kevin King. At least he was. Oh physical. no. What is wrong with you? Do you fall and hit your head on something? What do you mean? I mean, that defense was bad. Well, Kevin King was bad. Yeah, that's that's that was my point. There there may have been a game where I missed Brad Jones out there whiffing on tackles. I'm I'm kidding. What I'm saying is that the talent is there at some spots. They're missing talent at a lot of spots. So I think they're going to have to address that in the draft. We'll see. I, I don't know what they're going to do in free agency, if they're going to be able to do anything, or who's back and who's not back. Let's talk about that. So David Bakhtiari, he was asked about, he's under contract, but he's been battling injuries. And he said, yeah, I would hope so, that David Bakhtiari is back. He played at high levels when he yep. was actually out there. Uh, so obviously, yeah, I hope Bakhtiari is back. Bakhtiari said after the game, he plans on coming back. So let's put all that to rest. He's not retiring. David Bakhtiari knows what he's doing with his life, unlike 12. Where did so, that come from? Where did Bakhtiari retiring come from? He's what, Because of all the injuries. People were speculating that he may just walk away and say, to hell with it. I'm sick of dealing with all these injuries. I'm done. I'm just going to go right off in the sunset for the last couple of years. And I, I, that's a lot of money on the line. Though, right? Yeah, I mean, he just had a kid. He's walking away from all that money. Right. So how much diapers are. Yeah. yeah, well, J.J. Watt does, and he walked away from his. So so Bakhtiari said he's good. Okay. They go to Mason Crosby after the game. Crosby's like, yeah, man, I absolutely want to come back. Like, no doubt, whatever. They asked Goody about Mason Crosby, and it was the most noncommittal he was about anything he said the entire time. He was like, well, you know, we're going to have to wait and see how the offseason goes and see what comes our way. He was fine committing to Rodgers. He was fine committing to Bakhtiari. He was fine defending Quay Walker and all the crap going on there as far as, you know, he'll work this out, but he's got a bright future, blah, 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 blah. Crosby, well, yeah, we'll see how it plays out. But then goes on to say how great of a year Crosby had, how clutch Crosby is, praising Crosby, but never really said yes. Then, again, Packer beat writers, y'all were amazing today. Then it was, y'all got like a million kickers on your practice squad. Does that have anything to do with kind of why you're not committing to Crosby here? And he made a good point, which was going back to the COVID year, when you were so scared that you'd wake up and your kicker would have COVID and then you'd have no kicker for the game, they started carrying a kicker on the practice squad to carry themselves. And now because the practice squad is at 16 dudes, he said, now it's just going to be a thing. Like, we're always going to carry extra kickers in case somebody gets sick, something happens. We always have somebody that we know in-house that we can come in and kick. So pretty much, you know, don't read into it. But he said, we'll always have competition. And then he said, that's a Basaccia thing. Like, he always wants competition for the kickers uh, going forward. What do you think? Is Crosby back or is Crosby not back? Well, before I even get to that, thank God, too, because you saw this red zone offense. You, they can't yep. score in four gosh darn tries. You, you, think, they're gonna, you think they're going to convert two-point conversions <laughs> if they don't have a kicker? Rogers, no Rogers will be throwing <laughs> shot plays into the crowd. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> or it'll be AJ Dillon getting stuffed with the line of score. I uh I don't I think Mason's gone, unfortunately. I think I mean they made that nice little touching video that Aaron Rodgers narrated. Oh, I mean, he's getting he's getting older. No way. I think unfortunately he's gone. You think Mason Crosby's back? For some reason, man, they've been trying to get rid of Mason for years. I'm telling you right now, and if I'm wrong, Mason Crosby. Everybody could tell me I'm wrong. That dude is never leaving Green Bay. He's living there the rest of his life. I'm telling you, if they came to him and said, look, 12 is back, 12 is back, we got a chance to get this dude and that dude and blah, 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 blah. So what do you think? I think Crosby would be like, 
I've made enough money. I'll play for the minimum. Fine. I just want to play. I just want. I don't want to leave the Packers. Huh? I don't think they want him back. Is what I'm saying. No, no, no. I think they don't want him back at a price. I think if Mason Crosby said, I'll play at the minimum, even though I'm worth a hell of a lot more than that. I think Goody looks at this and goes, Crosby is going to demand more money than I want to pay for a kicker because of how good of a year he had. And I don't want to pay that much money for that position. I got too much money going on everywhere else. If I take some dude out the practice squad, I give him the veteran minimum. That's cheap and I'm good. Right. But I think Crosby wants to play with Rogers and Cobb and those dudes does not want to leave Green Bay wants to live there forever. Doesn't want to go try and start over in a new city at this point in his career. So it's either going to be, I think either he's going to play for them or he's going to walk away. And I think if it's, you can play for us, but it's got to be the minimum or right there over that. I think Crosby does and says, cool, I'm in. I want to play. Oh, if he gets that option, he's staying in Green Bay. I don't think he's I don't think he's moving anywhere. But I think he's gone. I think Cobb's gone as well. No. Cobb isn't gone if Rodgers is back. I, I don't care what anybody wants to tell me. Rodgers ain't coming back without Cobb. They asked Rodgers in that postgame right, about his Rogers, boy. Yeah, because Rodgers went into the whole thing about how the organization doesn't take care of their guys, made Gutekinds look like the villain. And so now demanded him trade for Cobb. Remember that? What if that it comes down? What if it comes down to you know, they get they actually get the veteran wide receivers that we hope that they do? Maybe somebody slips in the draft, they get another rookie, and it comes down to like Torre or, or Cobb. They're gonna no, 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 no. It's not going to. It's not going to. Goody was asked, "Hey man, do you think Watson, Dobbs, and Torre could be your core of your wide receiving core? You know, do you think it's strong enough for those guys to hold it down?" And Goody wouldn't commit to that. He goes, yes, I think they're good enough to hold it down. Because he was praising Torre in this thing, too. He said, but realistically, I'd like a veteran to kind of lead that room. A Lazard, he said Cobb, somebody like that to show him the right way to do things in the NFL. Still have somebody like that uh, in the locker room. Telling you, if Rodgers is back, Cobb is back. That's going to be a package deal. Aaron's going to look at Goody and say, okay, I'm back. You need to take care of Randall, make sure he's back, and we'll both come back together. Cobb, after the game, when they asked him, he said he kept referring to it as us. Randall, you know, you can come back next year. Talking about, he goes, well, you know, Aaron and I got to talk about what's best for us and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, so this is a package deal. These two are rolling together. Either you agree to take both of us or we ain't coming back maybe. I think Lazard might want to leave. I think he's going to Chicago. Regardless of what he says. We didn't even talk about his uh, press conference. Did you see that? They asked him yeah, about Aaron Rodgers. He's, and he's like, Psh, I don't care. He, he started swearing. He goes, I don't even know where the F I'm going to be. Right. Yeah. I got to kick out of that. I think guys want out of this offense for some reason. I mean, why didn't MVS come back? Who offered did, – did Kansas City offer him more money than Green Bay did? I don't remember. What I don't know if Green Bay offered him at all. Green Bay was offering Deva- – Devontae would have made more money being a Packer. I don't think Green Bay offered MVS. No, they did. I don't – I don't. What, what did they offer him? I don't remember what it was. I don't know if they lowballed him. He chose to go to Kansas City. They did make an offer for MVS to come back. They did. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, MVS was, what, $10 million for one year or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. He wanted to go play with Mahomes and Andy Reid. It's really hard to blame him, especially after this season. But Devontae wanted out. I, I won't be surprised if Lazard wants out. I don't know that he wants to just be blocking downfield the entire time. They don't need Lazard. See you, Toodles. No, that, Enjoy that, your that, time that's, in that's Chicago. You brought up Lazard and Cobb. I want a veteran wide receiver, too. But I want it to be like DeAndre Hopkins or somebody could, that could actually play in this league. No I'd rather, I'd, I'd rather draft. Right. I'd rather draft another wide receiver in the second round. 
You can keep your veteran wide receivers. Uh, give me Cobb back yeah. to keep Rodgers happy in the locker room. Be the assistant coach like he always is for Rodgers when Rodgers ain't at OTAs. And they asked him about that, too. About, yeah. hey, man, but Rodgers not being there for the offseason outside of the minicamp or whatever. Yeah. And Goody, as always, played to the Rodgers thing of, well, you know, he's got a lot going on, da-da-da-da-da, whatever. You know, obviously we'd like everybody here, but it is voluntary after all. In that whole press conference, he was as nice as he possibly could be about 12, that entire press conference, as nice as he could be. I swear to God, Ryan Horvath, if I hear Rodgers on McAfee say one crossword about Gooden Kuntz in that Packer front office, I'm going to go crazy. He's been pretty complimentary. I I don't think he will, man. It seems like him and Brian are on good terms right now. Anytime he's actually on McAfee, he always makes it a point to bring up what a great job Brian's been doing. And he doesn't, he doesn't throw the floor under the bus on McAfee, only after the games when he's pissed off. And sometimes I think guys like Rodgers need like a full like 45 minutes to yes. an hour before they speak. Agreed. Yes. You know, I, I did I, – I, I did I, – I thought that uh, – I did like that um, – the post-game presser after the Detroit game, though, where he brought up Clemens and all the reporters. That's, that's what I love about Rodgers, though, man. Yeah. He is – I think he is a good dude. And I think he's – he got choked up. He had to take a sip of water before he answered the question. I think he just knows. I think he knows it's it's almost the end. If it's not this year, it's probably next year, the year after that. And that's got to be depressing, especially when you performed at such a high level your entire career. You know, he was just 24, 25 years old playing with his buddies, Jordy. He yep. walked off the field with Randall Cobb. Now he's the old guy. He sees Jordan Love. Jordan Love is like a spitting image of what he was like you know, try to be a good teammate, but also like, Hey, old man with your gray beard and your big coat, get the hell out of here. I want to play football. That's the other thing, man. Jordan love. They're sitting here. We're talking about him at the pressers. Is there a chance both of these quarterbacks are on the roster? If you're Jordan love, come on, man, it's, it's January 13th. You want to know what the hell you're doing next year. You want to know how you're preparing. You're the backup quarterback. You're preparing like you're the starter regardless. I'm not saying that's going to affect his off season training, but like he needs to know, is he the leader of this team? Cause like Roger said, when he got those text messages that Favre was retiring, it was like, Holy crap. Yep. I, this is my team. Now I think Jordan love needs to know that within the next month. She's not going to know the next month. No, I, I know. know. You got to feel for that kid. <laughs> I do feel for him. Not even anymore. Hell, he's, he's Jordan Love's going to be 29 years old here. So that's the thing. Like, is it his that, turn yet? That's why good. I, I just, if you love Jordan Love and you're Goody, you have to go to him and just be like, hey, look, man, we want to give you an extension. We're going to pay you for the fifth year, sixth year, and seventh year. So it'll be a three-year extension past year four. We're going to pay you $20 million a year. I looked it up. That would have made him the 15th highest paid quarterback in the league, making more than Mariota at nine, double as Mariota at nine, a veteran quarterback in Atlanta. He would have been in front of Brady at 15 this year in Tampa, 15 million for Tom Brady. I think Rodgers will do that at the end of his career. Um, So so think about that. So 20 million, you haven't played a full season. Hell, you haven't played back-to-back games, nonetheless, a full season. And we're going to, we love you so much. We're going to give you 60 million over three years, however much guaranteed. You are our guy once 12 is out of here. I think you have to do it. Otherwise, he very well makes to say, I'm out. Like, trade me, do whatever, but I'm not staying here any longer. Then what? Then you got to go draft a quarterback in the first round again or second round in order to get ready to replace Rodgers? 
Well, maybe you do though, because then you get the quarterback on the rookie deal. It depends. What if, like, what if a CJ Stroud for some reason did fall? Like Bryce Young goes number one. Will Levis gets a bunch of love because he's big. He's six foot five, and CJ Stroud's there. Because I would take CJ Stroud number one. Then maybe you do take a quarterback. Maybe just wait and. I don't know. I mean, I like that. I like that plan for love, though, because at least he knows the offense. He's waited his turn. You might as well see what you have in him. And they're going to give him the money. It's not yeah. like they're going to only pay him five million dollars a year. They're giving him yeah. middle of the league starter money for a guy yeah. that's never done anything. One last thing, and then uh, we'll wrap this up. Rich Bisaccia giving a whole bunch of praise, and they brought up to Goody, "Hey, man, you filled out this roster different than in your past." And you went more of a special teams players than just true depth guys at different positions. And he pretty much gave it all to Basachi and said, you know, this special teams unit played much different on the field, the different level of a level of aggressiveness and want to and so forth than we've ever pretty much seen in his time there uh, in Green Bay. The job that Basaccia did, if you want to say coach of the year on that staff, it's Rich Basaccia. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. And I love, you know, bringing in guys that are special team players, not just guys that you're throwing out there that clearly have no interest in being out there because you have to want to be out there. That's the main thing about special teams. And look at like San Francisco last year, biggest playoff game. They got Debo Samuel out there returning, returning kicks, returning punts. So you just, you need playmakers. You got to get your best players on the field. You can't just be throwing just random guys out there. So I completely agree. He did a terrific job, especially the second half of the season. And uh, I'm glad that they made that decision. Keyshawn Nixon, AP all pro nicely done. Keyshawn Nixon, the players voted Cordell Patterson. Yeah. his numbers aren't even remotely close to Keyshawn Nixon. Doesn't, doesn't make any sense. No, no, no sense at all. I yeah. lied. One, one more thing. We yeah. got a slate of playoff games coming up this weekend. We got the guy from BetMGM tonight on the show. I want to know your pick for Monday night because people will be listening to this podcast throughout the weekend. Your pick for Monday night, uh, McCarthy and the Cowboys against Brady and the Buccaneers. Ratings bonanza. I read this morning that McCarthy – I love McCarthy. McCarthy had his staff dig up baby pictures yeah. from the 10 players on the roster who were alive the last time the Cowboys won a road playoff game. Yeah. 10 of the entire yeah. roster and yeah. showed up to everybody in the team meeting. Brilliant. That's uh, your pick. Guy's a motivator, man. Say what him. you want about Mike McCarthy. He might yeah. not be the best X and O's guy, uh, X's and O's. He might be not be the analytics guy, but he can motivate a team. I think Dallas ends up winning that game, man. I think it's you're like a perfect buy low spot because they're coming off this terrible performance and Dak yeah. looks like crap. But I think they're going to be able to run the ball. Tampa, maybe they cover the spread, but I think Dallas ultimately wins the game. So if it's plus three, I like Tampa Bay to keep it close. It's Brady at home, but I think Dallas wins. As long as they run the ball with Tony Pollard and Zeke and Dak doesn't turn the ball over and their defense shows up I I like Dallas to move on and then we'll see man maybe they make a run but ultimately I think I'm going to pick Philadelphia to come out of the NFC really yeah I can't do it I would ride with San Francisco still if I was picking somebody out of uh, of the NFC it's one of those two San Francisco or Philly I think uh, at this point and I'm with you on Dallas Ken Barkley and I did this extra Curtin Long podcast he said I was the first person of everybody he's had on all week to pick Dallas so he'll be two to pick Dallas he said everybody else is riding with Brady in Tampa and he had said that he is going to play the first half yeah uh and then after that figure it out I like it because Tampa Bay's first halves apparently have been brutal this year. Yeah, man. Everything's better when they go off script. It's all yeah. about coaching. Yeah. There he is, Ryan Horvath. Follow him on Twitter at Ryan Horvath. Kurt and Long. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays will record. It drops each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 5 p.m. Central Time. If you want to check it out, tell your friends, tell your family members. Have a good one, y'all. Toodles. Toodles.